0: This is an attack warning.
1: Repeat, this is an attack warning.
0: Sign on with the devil.
2: All right, so Brandon, I will start with you. What do you think about the comments? I mean, the numbers are staggering.
3: This is gonna seem really, really insensitive. We're gonna need tank. Jim, uh, why have you looked at this president and said, I I support what he's doing? He's got us locked
4: in a basement.
0: Uh, Frank came to my office, asked me, first of all, he asked me for an airplane ride. So this guy's a wise guy. So I gave him an airplane ride.
5: Like if the Titanic took like four years to sink. Rick. Sign on with the devil.
3: Welcome back to the Devil's Advocate podcast. I am your host Brandon. I am joined again by Franklin and Jim. How are you guys doing today?
5: I'm doing good. Hey, Not hey, bad. Jim.
3: Good. Good. Um, Frank, have a question.
5: What? What's that, Brandon?
3: <laughs> what's your, what's <laughs> we your suck at acting. <laughs> yes, we do.
5: My, the only positive that I can think of is stupid. Um, I've like I've uh I my weight fluctuates fluctuates a lot. And I've recently lost a bunch of weight. I know a bunch, but I've lost some weight. And so none of my clothes fit me anymore. And I recently bought new clothes that fit. And it's one of those things where you don't notice how baggy or, or like, how ill-fitting your clothes are until you get something that actually, like, right. hangs on you right. And I'm like, oh, this is what pants are supposed to feel like. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. It's yeah, but like- that's, a, that's, a good, that's a good problem yeah. to have. Yeah, it's a confidence, but like, it uh, it sucks buying clothes and then like a month later being like, oh yeah, those are too big. I mean, I guess that's a good problem. It's like childhood, but in reverse, right? <laughs> it's like
3: my kids are growing into shit. Actually, the greatest thing, Jim, you're about you're in for a treat for the next while. Yeah. Like it's really like three where it starts to slow down, but it just seems like God damn it, they just go through clothes so fast. Oh yeah,
4: he's already had to go up two sizes.
3: Yeah, it, it's nuts. Um, what's your high point?
4: I mean, it's still kid related. Eight weeks. He's healthy. He's happy.
5: Yeah. Getting bigger. Yeah.
4: Outgrown clothes. Yeah. That's good. Eight week old 14 pounder man.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Uh, Personality wise, is he like a really happy, like jubilant kid? Yeah. Yeah. He smiles
4: a lot. He's starting to become more vocal and it just seems mostly happy. Like he has his unhappy moments, but he's easily consolable.
3: Well, that's awesome. Does he sleep?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I have like the easiest baby in the world compared to everybody else i've heard of
3: dude that's so good that's how timothy was for us like we philip was the exact opposite and we had problems forever yeah well man we'll see you when the second one comes along how it goes (laughs) (laughs) um my high point for this week is actually uh i don't know if it's a cheat but it's the fact that this episode is happening right now um so, background information for the audience: This was supposed to be a different episode that should probably already be out at this point. Um, but after three hours of prepping and cutting and and getting everything ready, I don't know what the fuck I did on Thursday. Um, but when I went to master the tracks, like I lost them all. We have, like that happened like an hour and a half, two hours before you guys were supposed yeah. to be here. It's Like, well, yeah. this is not.
4: That that was at, like, 540 or so. <laughs>
3: Plus, I don't think I would have possibly been able to... Like, I would have had to half-ass what we were going to do.
4: Um, it would have been messy.
3: Yeah. So, like... Well, the- we'll
5: add that to the pile of episodes
3: we've lost. Yeah, so. right? Yeah, yeah. It's unfortunate though. There were a lot of there were a lot of bites for that. I felt
5: so bad because you were so excited in the beginning of the I day was. that like this is going to be awesome, and then it was just like a certain point like this fucking sucks. Yeah,
3: yeah. Actually, I it it, it probably is for the better though because um, that episode was going to be just kind of where the campaigns were at prior to the town halls, and since then the town halls have happened, so um, we might as well
4: accidentally bringing you more up to date stuff.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. And that's we would have immediately been out of date again. Like we did the we put out the debate episode and Trump got COVID at fucking midnight that night. Like, yeah. Oh, I might as well just fucking recycle bin this. Um. So anyway, we'll go into the Donald Trump, Joe Biden separate town halls after Donald Trump canceled the virtual debate that had been
5: scheduled for um Thursday and which i think based on his performance in the the town hall which was just more like a debate anyway you understand why he couldn't do it he can't let anybody have a mute button over him because his rhetoric doesn't work well and he said as much in
3: that's
4: why he didn't want to do the debate right and I, I think this was just and a, why he spent a huge the entire- relief to america that we actually finally get to hear policy talk yeah. Well,
5: well, from one of them, the other one spent the entire time pretending he had an opponent, and the opponent was the the guy, the woman questioning him. And so we'll start
3: there too, because um, Trumps came on earlier than Biden's did. I think Trump Trump, I believe, aired an hour prior, or and it was
4: on more networks.
3: It was on more networks, and. Um, I'm, it's going to sound like a uh, Brandon Savannah Guthrie love fest over, because I'm about to like just start.
5: I think she did an amazing job. I think
3: out of all of the debates that of we've seen. Of anybody
5: who's ever had to take Trump to task and hold him accountable and yeah. rein him in, she did a better job than anyone I've ever seen try. She absolutely handled it better than anybody we've seen, at
3: least this year, but I think you're right. I think that if you look probably at overall...
5: Um, and beca- well, because and it's not she, like, it's, kinda, it's a lose-lose scenario, right? The best you can do is not let Trump uh, stampede over you. So well, the fact that she was able to at least push back and get him, like, she got him more wild she, than anybody probably has on a stage. She did the best job. Like, we've complained uh, in the last
3: two debates that we've covered that people, that the moderator isn't, that they're not did, fact-checking in real
4: time.
5: She does the best job at that.
4: <laughs> did he pick her? No, 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 and he
5: actually says that like she's a Biden ally at one point during the town hall and that she was put (laughs) there. Because like He's Trump, just going to immediately
4: try to discredit her.
5: Well, and Trump would only be happy, he would only accept it if there was someone up there like a Tucker Carlson
4: or right. a Rush Limbaugh, right? Someone who right. is going
5: to softball him. Which questions is also online. why he probably
3: can't do give
4: Twitter him a reach Fox. around at the same time.
3: Exactly. Like, but that's also probably why he can't do Fox because
5: I would, if I was his campaign,
3: what questions should, are they going like, to ask? Like,
5: was it hard getting us the greatest economy in the world, Mr. Right. President? <laughs> like, you, it,
4: it was so hard. I I worked all hours of the night.
3: So the way that I have this broken up is into kind of like I took, uh, we'll go through several clips of on each topic here, um, but we'll do Donald Trump's uh, uh, town hall first, and we're going to start with COVID, um, and he is being asked not only about um, just like the pandemic in general, but more specifically in this clip, um, Savannah got three talks to him uh, or asks him about masks and then challenges him um on uh, she brings up chris christie who had uh, tweeted earlier in the night prior to the town hall
2: chris christie he was part of your debate prep yeah he was i believe at that event he came out tonight he was sick very sick he was in the hospital for about a yes, week I know he that. came out tonight and said i was wrong not to wear a mask
0: well i mean he has to say that i think it's great he's a friend of mine he's a good guy And uh, wrong or not wrong, you have to understand, as president, I can't be locked in a room someplace for the next year and just stay and do nothing. And every time I go into a crowd, uh, I was with uh, the parents of our fallen heroes. These people are the most incredible people, and they came up to me and they would hug me and they would touch me, and I'm not going to not let them do it. Now to there be honest was an with event you.
2: with the Gold Star families exactly the right. day after the Supreme Court Gold event. A Gold
0: Star event with the most incredible people you've ever seen, and I could have chosen not to talk to them or to keep everybody away, and you know what? As, and I don't think that's probably where it was caught, but maybe it well,
2: was. Well, I was going to say you bring it up. You brought it up yourself. I mean, are you trying to suggest that? Do you believe a grieving military family gave you COVID?
4: Did he just violate HIPAA? Okay.
5: There, there's- <laughs> Did he just <laughs> violate hey, HIPAA? That is the greatest. I've n- I've heard a lot of uh, takes from that. I've never heard that I take. Have, I have great. not either. That is that is a good
4: way. On <laughs> national television.
5: Um,
3: and let me tell and you then their names. Like
4: quickly backpedal. Like, oh, I didn't mean that. I got it from them. but i could have that's fucking great (laughs) here's the thing uh
3: here's the reason i stopped it there though a it's kind of a gotcha question uh because she because you know what he's but i'm glad that she's gotting him here um because the uh because he's this isn't the first time he said it like he's made multiple mentions of the and it almost to the point where like he is implying that he got it from Goldstone. And, like, why do you keep saying that? He, because, like, the fact of the matter is, you don't know. Like, he's not going to yeah. know, especially for somebody who hasn't taken this seriously from the get-go and has been out well, he probably, everywhere. He
4: probably just went back five to seven days, all the way out to 10 to 14. Like, you got to go but, 14 days back of who like, you were it, in contact with. But, like, it's not like with. Trump
5: was, like, hiding himself away taking precautions out of an abundance of caution so like the fact that he would bring up the gold star family rather than all the other people that he uh that he had met right cuz he hadn't he hadn't just met the like the fact that him bringing up a gold star family was a defense mechanism being like well you can't blame me i had to meet with these really important people and you're not going to mock them because i only mock gold star families you can't do that right i was glad that she that she pushed him on that That was a good example of her being like dude
3: like you you've said it Back this up now.
0: No, I don't know where it came from, okay. and you don't know where it came from, and the doctors don't know where it came from. Mm-hmm. But as the president, I have to be out there. I also know well, there's
2: no one that says you can't be out there, but it's just about wearing masks and having, for example, your but rallies. Your rallies as don't require example, masks. No, no,
0: I mean, let's see Kamala. She's got people now that people have it, and I'm not blaming her. I'm not saying, oh, she did a terrible thing. As president, I have to be out there. I can't be in a basement. I can't be locked in a very beautiful room someplace in the White House. And I want to see the Gold Star families, and I want to see everybody. And I also say to people all the time, it's risky doing it. It is risky
2: doing but it. But as it's president, risky you, you're right. You don't want to—you want to be a leader. But you also are a leader and a setter of an example. And if you're not wearing a mask when your administration is saying best practice right now is wear a mask, no, it's not foolproof.
5: Here's the thing, though. So far, what I've heard isn't so much her leading Trump into a gotcha question as just answering, asking him a sensible question and being like, so if you believe that, why don't you fucking wear a mask? Well, and I'm not,
3: and I don't think that part of it is the gotcha. I think the only part that I meant when I said gotcha was just that Like he brought up the gold star thing, and then she like put it down because her original. All right, where's your what's your stance on that? What happened
5: there? Yeah, but even then, her original question was just like, "Hey, you were with Chris Christie. He just came out and backpedaled. Uh, Do you think that's important? Like she's just asking him logical questions, to which his response
4: was, "Well, he's got to say that even if he's wrong. Fuck off. Well, then what are you you saying that you just got to change your opinion when you're presented with
5: facts? There are so many follow-ups that she could add. I think she legitimately does a great job of, like— Here, they have have a fact-off in this next
3: flip. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) fact-off.
0: Many people are catching it. Many people are getting this disease that was sent to us by China, and it shouldn't have been allowed to happen. But many people are getting this. And, I mean, nobody's being blamed. Everybody is working hard to get this thing out of our country, get it out of the world.
3: China was being blamed. Just <laughs> yeah,
5: he just did
3: Pretty it. hard. <laughs> they
5: were being scapegoated hard. Just saying. Well, and rightly,
4: in my opinion.
0: Look at what's going on in Europe. Massive spikes. They've done a very good job, but now you take a look today at the UK. You take a look at Spain and France and Italy. There's tremendous spikes.
2: But it's, our death rate is worse than, well, not Spain, but well, those other I have, countries. I have
0: things right here that will tell you exactly the opposite. Me too. So,
3: that is a great moment, oh, isn't it? Fuck, that's good. I have plenty of I have plenty of things that say the opposite. Me too. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, not an argument. Thank, thank you. What are those things? Like I'm falling more in love with you as this is going right? along. Right? Like uh, we're only five minutes into the
5: fucking. Division. And I want to fucking get on one knee.
0: The UK is up two thousand five hundred percent because I knew you'd be doing this. I know you very well. The UK is up two thousand five hundred percent. The EU is up seven hundred and twenty-two percent. And the United States is down 21 percent.
2: But we have our deaths per capita is among the highest. Excess mortality. Excess
0: mortality. We're a winner on the excess mortality. And what we've done has been amazing. And we have done an amazing job.
3: I don't think that, like, especially when you have 218,000 deaths now, uh, that you should be saying that you're a winner or that you've done,
4: but we're a winner in excess mortality. What does that mean? What, what is, that, is that? What I'm is trying to, excess? I didn't mortality? want to ask because so I thought it means death, right? A- excess are so in Excess of death.
5: We're the best with we're an winning excess of at death. that. I don't know what that like. Does like, he even, so I think someone told him a phrase and he's half remembering it. Cause I don't think that's what he meant.
3: Excess mortality is a term used in epidemiology and public health that refers to the number of deaths from all causes during a crisis above and uh, above and beyond what we would have expected to see under normal conditions. In this case, we're interested in how the deaths during the COVID-19 pandemic compare to the average number of deaths over the same period
5: in previous years. So, yeah, like... He's bringing up the fact that we have more people who died this time than we did this time last year, right? Like, I don't think he means up, to be bringing. It no, up, but that's though. what he is <laughs> though. He like, like, shouldn't be bringing. What he's it saying up? is that you should compare the deaths this year to to 2019, and like that would make us look worse, right? It like a us, lot worse.
3: Yes, considerably worse. Yeah. COVID in seven, eight months has taken, has killed more people than the flu has in the last four years.
5: I mean, we're losing a nine eleven amount Combined. of victims like, every couple of weeks. I think every two to three weeks, we lose about three three thousand people, which yeah. is what we lost. In, on, well, if if you... Re-
4: regardless of how actually bad the virus is compared to what we thought it was going to do, it's still not a good thing for the world because you're just adding another deadly virus onto a flu that is like you know right now, right. And we don't know how this flu is going to look. We haven't like seen enough of it to understand it yet. Right. Yeah. 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 Compounding yeah. problems is not I a good just, thing. I
5: don't think he under, he meant to use that. I don't think he even fully understood what he was saying. No, I don't think so. But what? But what's more upsetting is that not
3: even though like there's that mistake there because he's an idiot um, and he doesn't know what term he's citing. Um, he's pi- he's pitching this like. Like, we're doing it well. We're not doing it well. It's
0: rounding the corner, and we have the vaccines coming, and we have the therapies coming. And I'll tell you what, one thing, when I got it, I had a choice. Do nothing or use some of the things that we're looking at, like, in this case, Regeneron. And Eli Lilly makes something that's supposed to be incredible. And I think that maybe I wouldn't be doing this discussion with you right now. We have therapies now and cures, maybe. You can use the word cure.
5: You can not use the word cure. You can't. like, No, because we don't. Up. The, well, the latest uh, evidence we have in studies says, is it Regeneron or re, uh, what's the other drug you took? You're through? talking about remdesivir? Res- yeah. Remdesivir. Which one was it that they proved that like er, the first study that we have doesn't really show that it it's helpful at all in preventing deaths? Right. It's remdesivir. Yeah. So, like, uh, maybe it's a cure, but, yeah, maybe anything's a cure. You can't say that. It's either it is or it isn't. It's a definitive thing. You, to it, say it's maybe a cure is to say it, we don't fucking know and I don't know what I'm talking about. Also,
3: what corner is it rounding? A cure <laughs> like, a cure
4: would mean that it like gets rid of 100% of the virus in your body. Right. Which we don't have anything that can do that yet. No. We have a cure for smallpox. Also- We have a cure for polio.
3: Didn't it kind of like, uh, sound like a fucking pharmaceutical um, a uh, like ad?
4: A little bit. There. Like- because hey, he, he this mentioned specific company. He mentioned and Eli and it, Lilly might have yeah, something.
5: Yeah. Oh and I always wonder about that, like, is that just because like some lobbyist is in his ear talking and yeah, like yeah, and, and he's just eighty years old and is very he's, susceptible he's hinting, to
4: propaganda? He's hinting insider trading, right? <laughs> but we have
0: therapies that are absolutely incredible. I want to pick up
2: on something you just said. You said we're rounding the corner. I believe now, we're rounding the corner. Now, 10% of the country approximately has had COVID. That means 80, 90%, 90%, let's do the math, is is still vulnerable. Right,
0: right. That's There's right. been
2: some talk, including from the White House lately, that perhaps it approves of what's called herd immunity. That's where You basically just let young people and everybody get sick, you try to protect the old people and those who are sick, and hopefully it gets up to a certain level and now we're all immune. So let's just be clear about it. It also means more deaths. Do you support herd immunity as a strategy? Essentially just let people get sick.
5: Uh, I want to take a guess, a wild stab, because I don't remember this answer exactly, but I'm going to guess he doesn't actually answer the question about uh. whether he thinks herd immunity is the way we should combat this.
3: <laughs> he has the one of the stupidest and answers so, that I've like, ever heard. I think so, you can say that for so many.
4: herd immunity, like if we were to let that happen, that means 218,000 people would die for every next 10% infected. Right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, what what rate? So
4: multiply that by ten. That's (laughs) fucking dumb. Oh my god, (laughs) like
5: millions of people. Uh, Jim, like, do you know happen to know like what percentage we have to get to as a population before herd immunity is even reached? Do you have like like I would guess it would probably be like more than half the people would have to get it, probably two thirds before like it's enough of a non-issue that you know we can resume. I don't
4: know the exact number.
5: But even, um, like, it does it even work with COVID? Because uh, you may be able to get COVID twice.
4: Like, is herd yeah, immunity... That's even, does it even... Well, right. So if you, if you can get it more than once, then herd immunity isn't a thing. It doesn't do no. shit.
3: Yeah. Plus, herd immunity is, always, like, in any scenario, hum, herd immunity is millions of more people. Like, yeah.
4: And... And herd immunity is either achieved through vaccination, which don't have yet, or by everybody getting it. Yeah, which either way is a, you know... You want to know the last time the world has seen herd immunity before there was a vaccine?
5: Was it the Black Plague? Yeah. 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 That's that's not right. a good thing. It that's, killed so many actually, fucking people. Actually,
4: wait, no. It was uh, the Spanish flu. Okay. But even but then, like, it still killed the a lot of people. The most glaring example is the plague.
0: The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. We did the right thing. We were expected to lose 2,200,000 people and maybe more than that. We're at 210,000 people. One person is too much. It should have never happened because of China. It happened because of China. And you have to get that and understand that. But it shouldn't have happened. But we were expected to lose. If you look at the original charts from original doctors who are respected
4: by everybody, 2,200,000 people.
0: That
2: 2 people. million figure, though, is if you we literally did nothing. 2 million people.
4: How did we save any of them? We didn't do anything to prevent it.
2: The 2 million figure is if you did absolutely nothing, it would be 2 million. If the we, question is, if should, the did, de- should the deaths be better than 200,000 when relative to the rest let, of let the let world, we have a worse death rate?
5: Yeah. that I know because I've, I've seen that bullshit figure touted before that yeah. like, oh, they did better than the 2 million they projected. That 2 million number was literally if we did nothing yeah. like the moment we, we shut down uh, which, travel from China, like that, that whole figure was moot. Which, if we did nothing, then we're back to the herd immunity
3: conversation that we just had, and now yeah. we know that it's considerably more than two fucking yeah. million people. We're
4: just gonna like take longer to get there. Yeah, <laughs>
3: like, ah, uh, just it's just how many stupid. people? Plus, what kind of response to that? Like, she asked, D- "Is herd immunity?" Uh, reasonable strategy and his response to that was uh the solution can't be worse than the problem or something like what yeah. fucking like what kind of double speak ass shit <laughs> it's like what?
4: yes but this also right ah oh, it's just dumb um that's the too long didn't read answer yes but also
3: <laughs> i feel like he doesn't read a lot and that's probably why part of the reason that we're here <laughs> like yeah. because he hasn't read a lot more than
4: 140 <laughs> characters I,
3: I am a i am a very big fan of savannah through that entire thing because like good for her to be the only one that w- successfully checked him um now it did change kind of the dynamic a little bit uh because what was supposed to be a town hall with a bunch of people asking him questions turned into like I'll, there was a decent amount of this back and forth between Savannah Guthrie and Donald Trump. and there wasn't as many people asking him asking him questions
5: as there was Joe Biden. Um, the definition of what a town hall is supposed to be, right which but it's like this felt more like a debate without Joe Biden which actually it felt a lot like the last debate because Joe Biden didn't talk that although, much it was mostly Trump and Wallace all, going back and forth
3: although in a, right. few, in a little bit once we when we get to Joe Biden that also feels very similar it feels like a debate without Donald Trump which is actually kind of a breath you know, of fresh what air what debates supposed to be <laughs> yeah yeah we get to hear some things um so now we have Frank's uh least favorite part of the night um and this one will kind of pause as we go along because I know that we won't get through it without yelling.
2: We were supposed to, as mentioned, be watching you on a debate stage right now. We're not doing that, so let's clear up a few things from the last one. You were asked point blank to denounce white supremacy. In the moment, you didn't. You asked some follow-up questions. Who specifically? A couple of days later, on a different show, oh, you, you, you denounced white supremacy. No, My question do this. to you is, y- you've done this to why me does and everybody. it seem like— I
0: denounce white supremacy, okay?
2: You did I two denounced white
0: supremacy for years, but you always do it. You always start off with a ca- well, question. You didn't ask Joe Biden whether or not he denounces Antifa. I watched him on the same basic show with Lester Holt. And he was asking questions like Biden was a child.
2: Well, well so th- this so, is a little are you bit ready? of a dodge. Wait,
0: are you listening? I denounce white supremacy. Okay. What's your next question? Do you feel, it feels sometimes you're
2: hesitant to do so, like you wait you? Here bait. we go
0: again. Every time, in fact, my people came, I'm sure they'll ask you the white supremacy question. I denounce white supremacy. Okay. And frankly, you want to know something? I denounce Antifa. And I denounce these people on the left that are burning down our cities, that are run by Democrats who don't All know right, what they're doing. While we're denouncing,
2: let me ask you about QAnon.
3: Such a oh my god! While we're denouncing, and now I'm and you. now I'm
5: on one knee as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I always, I, is it too late to replace Biden with Savannah? Because I. At this point, I'd be just as willing to vote for her as Biden. I probably,
3: I'm just like I would bet that she probably came into this after watching what we have all seen and just was like, "Nah, fuck this. I'll, I'll fight him." I'm gonna ask shit. the hard questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and he, I don't think he will ever be asked a question about white supremacy where he does not turn. The conversation to the left, back to the other side, uh, and and then well, just pile on, and then to and that. you
5: even saw it in the way that like he says like to Savannah, you did this with Biden, and then he says Lester Holt interviewed Biden is like, well that's not her, no, you're conflating. Well, he's anybody just, just who is critical media, of you, yeah. which is anybody yeah. that's critical, which is just a big and pretty much anybody who's not your supporter is a part of some imagined group that all talk and like have a text thread or something or a fucking Slack channel that they plan in. Well, if you want to talk about
3: an imagined group. He's going to get asked some questions about one now.
2: It is this theory that uh, Democrats are a satanic pedophile ring and that you are the savior of that. Now, can you just once and for all state that that is completely not true and disavow QAnon in its entirety?
0: I know nothing about QAnon. I just told you. I know you. very little. You told me, but what you tell me doesn't necessarily make it fact.
4: I hate to say that. He definitely knows what they are. He he's in their does. hashtags on Twitter. He, he has
3: been
5: asked about them before, and he has said he has
3: talked I don't know about who them they before. Are. They,
4: they he only me literally me every day. Two
5: months ago, in a White House press briefing, I don't remember what reporter or what news organization, but asked him about QAnon, and he said the same thing. I don't know what it is, and they explained it to him, and he's like, "Is that supposed to be a bad thing?" Well, and he said, from what I hear, they're big fans of mine and uh (laughs) yeah he knows something about clearly knows who they are
3: yeah
0: i know nothing about it i do know they are very much against uh, pedophilia they fight it very hard he knows a
4: little (laughs) yeah he at least knows the main point but I know nothing about
2: they believe it. it is if you like me to the deep study states, the subject,
0: I'll tell you what I do know about. No I left. know about Antifa. Antifa, and I know about the radical left, and I know how violent they are, and how vicious they are, and I know how they are burning down cities run by Democrats, not run Republican by Republicans. Republican
2: Senator Ben Sass said, "Quote, QAnon is nuts, and real leaders call conspiracy theories conspiracy theories. He may be Why right. not just say it's crazy and not true?" He
0: may be right. I just don't know about QAnon.
2: You do. You know.
0: I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Most awkward, you me another about thing. Let's waste a whole show. Uh you start off with white supremacy, I denounce it. You start off with something else. Something else.
5: He won't say you start you go on to Q and I denounce it because he can't denounce it. He can't
3: denounce it. Doesn't it also when he talks about the left and he does like the they're vicious and like doesn't that feel like Hitler talking about the Jews? Like that's I, that's what I hear, well, man. Well, also,
5: let me, let's ask you guys. We live pretty close to a major metropolitan city that's democratically run. Is it on fire? No, it is not. No. No. It's not. No fucking city. The only place on fire it's, in it's America been, is, the, is fucking California because of gl- climate change. That's the only place I that mean, is burning.
3: I mean, you can say, like, there are protests, but there are protests where things happen. Well, yeah, and
5: those protests have heated up in the last four years because this motherfucker has done everything he can to sow more division to, in this to country. To be
4: fair, there. Was a, a point where something was on fire because of a protest here, but it was just a gas station, yeah. Like, then, in comparison to well, in Minneapolis and, it, and what what happened it when was, they burned down a police station, like, yeah, that's an escalation from a quick trip to, yeah. But to it, a say that station. the cities are being right.
5: burned gives this connotation that, like, if you go into the city, it's bedlam and you're gonna be murdered, right? And, oh, right, and, and, Gotham, Gotham know, like, City, it's not true, like, yeah. And the
3: and, and it's, solidifying it's, an it's a dog them whistle. Them to, to it's a
5: dog whistle to people who live in the rural parts of the country who never go to the city who just assume that that's right. what I mean. The president says it; it, it must be true. I yeah. would never.
4: He's trying to use the imagery like that. You will get a Molotov thrown at your car, yeah. guaranteed.
5: Yeah, that is like Book of Eli. Truck, I've, I work in the his, city you know.
4: of St. Louis. I've been there this whole year. I haven't had a single Molotov thrown at. That's only because I missed.
0: Let's go. Keep asking me these questions. Okay. But, I do but have but one let, more let me, this just, thing. let me just tell you what I do hear about it is they are very strongly against pedophilia, and I agree with that. I mean, I do agree okay. with that, and I agree but with. But there's it not very a strongly. satanic uh,
2: pedophile cult. I have called no vapor. idea. I know you nothing don't about know that? that. Okay. No, I don't know you, that. You just this week. Neither do you know that. Okay. Just this week. Why, you why aren't me
0: you asking me about Antifa? Why aren't you asking me about the radical left? Why aren't you asking Joe Biden? questions about why doesn't he condemn antifa why does he say it doesn't exist because you're antifa, me me. No, excuse, <laughs> that's so cute antifa exists they're vicious they're violent they kill people and they're burning down our cities and they happen to be radical left
3: yeah he'll never he'll never get through it without turning
4: it to the left well sure. yeah uh, uh, very good people on both sides so yeah, um Portland? or worse people Port- on one side. Portland happened and Minneapolis the police station burned down. That's two events. He's trying to conflate well, that across the entire country right now. Well, and it's also enchi- entire country it right is now. massively overstating it to say the city's burned. Well,
3: oh, yeah. A building no, burned absolutely. in a city. <laughs> like that is that's. that's Let's talk about yeah. the fact that uh she has said point blank but there's not a satanic like pedophile ring that's running it I don't know. And you don't know either. That's a, well, that is hey, not even a dog whistle at that
5: point. I Actually, I know someone who should know. The person in this country who has access to the most intelligence is the fucking president. <laughs> right?
4: right?
5: Like, uh. they claim, like, I don't know. Like, well, then you're shitty at your fucking job. Because if that is going on or if there's a you whisper there and it. you don't ask about it, like, you're being an asshole. You're, you're knowingly letting kids possibly get raped because you don't care enough to ask or to do something about it. Well, and, like... I, like I don't Even his logic doesn't
3: track about, it. His response like, was, keep tagging me in your memes. That's all it was. Like, there was nothing else to that. Like, he's not gonna disavow it because he knows that those people are gonna vote for well, him. Well, and
5: because, let's be honest, the people who showed up outside Walter Reed when he was sick that he wanted to wear a Superman sh- were cute people. Yeah, those are the people who are fervent supporters because they literally think he's a superman. Well, and they're the same
3: people that... And uh, he gets off on that. They're the same people that showed up at the... Uh, at the White, House, when he re- made his return, and he had the rally at the White House, which unfortunately was in the lost episode this this week. Um, but there was a clip that I had that I know that they were Q people. Uh, because he's like talking and he's bullshitting. Was the fu- and it's one of the saddest. I was really disappointed that I lost this clip because he starts talking about vaccines and the crowd and the crowd's just eating all of his bullshit up like they do. And it's all just his greatest hits or whatever. And then he says, and vaccines are coming and we've got, uh, we've got medicines and they're all going to be ready. And the whole crowd, and the record, go- skips. The, the, record <laughs> the record, the crowd goes like silent, silent. And then he realizes it. And he's like, and look at these colors. Look at the flags. Everything is beautiful around here. And they're like, <laughs> and, and you hear the crowd in the background go, yeah, like, yay, colors. I don't D- know. Distraction moment. Yeah, it was It weird. Look was a squirrel. Um, but yeah, no, he's not
5: going to he's not gonna disavow Q. But it's, it's also, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, you've had Q supporters who are now members of Congress meet you in the White House and then post pictures on Twitter and tag you in Q posts. You can't tell me that you don't know what it is. Like, I don't buy that. Yeah, no. Well— Like, so what it means is that you, like, <laughs> you can't come out and say they're crazy, because obviously they fucking are, but you'll lose them if you do. I mean, I guess. Maybe you—I mean, I doubt—at this point, you even would. No, because they're just going to say he has to say that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember it's when, all, like He doesn't—when when Trump came out and claimed he was a globalist, like, all the people were just like, oh, he did, that's code. He's anti-global. Like, he has to say that.
3: Yeah. They like, already have it made up in their mind what the story is as long as it fits what they want their end to Well, even to be. if it
5: doesn't fit, they just fucking cram it in and make it fit some false narrative that he's somehow like people are going to get arrested real soon <coughs> even though it hasn't happened in four years. So that, was a, that, that clip was one of the bigger uh, headlines of the
3: night. Um, but I tried to pick clips that coincided kind of with what – Joe Biden, the clips that I picked for Joe Biden, I wanted to get some of the same topics so that, because I think that if you're, (coughs) excuse me, I think if you're not going to have a debate, then like, let's at least see where we can find this, your ideas on the same things. So Obamacare, healthcare uh, is going to be a big topic for both of these guys. And here's how Trump handles it.
0: The individual mandate is gone. That was the worst part. You repealed,
2: but you haven't replaced. Now, you've been no, in an office no. almost four years. We, what we you, have had done. A, you had both houses of Congress, Senate, and, and House in Republican hands, That's right. and there is not a replacement yet. That's
0: right. I'm sorry, but if you look, we had both houses, and what did we do? We got rid of the individual mandate. But that the, went the through the legislature. The problem was repeal and replace. Look, look. We should be on the same side. I want it very simple. I'm going to put it very simple. We would like to terminate it, and we would like to replace it with something that's much less expensive and much better. We will always protect people with pre-existing but if conditions. You're here's the thing.
2: If in November, those pre-existing conditions, we that promise succeed, will be gone.
0: If we don't succeed, we are running the remnants of whatever's left, because we took it apart. We are running the remnants of whatever is left much better than the previous administration, which ran it very badly. Okay. But we'd like to have... New healthcare, much better and much less expensive.
3: What? It sounds like he's using that as like he thinks it's a good point. We're running it. We're running the remnants because we took it apart. That is the worst. That should have been the soundbite
5: everyone. Like it's a horrible like, so pitch.
4: <laughs> like, in, in comparison, you get a crappy car. Oh well, we're just gonna r- take it apart and run it on remnants. And it's gonna run better. Yeah, that's like, literally yeah, the equivalent without of
5: running the engine, here. right? Or <laughs> running it on the rims of the car without wa- yeah. with tires oh, on it. Like you, you're a- you didn't, you didn't make it better. You have a wife and two
3: kids. Let me show you this door. <laughs> like what we, the fuck? Like the <laughs> car like, can only
4: people- the, the car can only work if it is put together properly. <laughs> right. So they took it apart and sort of put it back together. It's like but it's missing of, uh, some things. So it's not gonna run as good. It's like those <laughs> this famous
5: stories of people in like uh, Korea or whatever who would smuggle out like a fucking uh, army jeep one piece at a time and send it home. And then when they get home, they try to reassemble it and realize like, oh, they forgot a real important part that you can't just go buy. <laughs> right. Like, well, we'll fucking try it. Yeah. Um. So if we jump forward a little bit, he get uh, Donald Trump gets asked about. Can I? Go ahead. Savannah handled that so much better than Chris Wallace did because Chris Wallace encountered that exact same thing <laughs> during the bait with Biden and Trump's using the exact same dodge of "we did, we got rid of the mandate." That was huge. That was the biggest thing. Right. And Wallace didn't push back nearly as strongly as she did. Of like, you said repeal and replace. Right. You had, and she brought up that you had full control. Like she laid it out plainly. Like if you couldn't do it, then what makes? What, why would the American people believe that you want to do it at all? Like, now
3: I will say to defend uh to defend wallace um that she at least had that to watch and be like because like i think there is something to that if you're somebody who knows you're going to be a moderator i I would be watching the tape uh like i would be fucking studying the tape of the the wallace debate so that i could figure out where i'm going to like, because he has pauses. Motherfucker has to breathe. Like, and that's where you have to hit
5: to get him to shut the fuck up. And, like, and she's executing it very well. um Or just talk over him and muddle his whole point. Like, that's the best you can kind of do at certain points is just right. not let and him I get think, his point out. And I think she's in a different
3: position, too, than Joe Biden is. Joe Biden is still trying to sell this, like, I'm going to reach across the aisle. I'm going to be, like, I'm the nice guy in this fight. I'm the counter asshole. You know how good that sounds to
4: me? Because I've been saying it for at least three years now that we really need to start reaching across the aisle. Yeah. I'm very happy that he's trying to do this. Yeah, he, uh... I didn't care which party started reaching across the aisle. Somebody has to. Yeah,
5: yeah, because it's not sustainable. It's it's not going to be the guy who claims that, like, the Democrats are all child rapists.
3: Right, right.
4: Yeah, or doesn't denounce it. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily claim it, but doesn't denounce
3: it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he th- speaking of throwing th- things at the Democrats feet, um, a couple minutes later, he's asked about the stimulus. Um, and the relief fight that's going on in co- in Congress and in the government right now, especially after his turbulent week of like on again, on again, off again interest in making a deal.
2: A second stimulus payment has been broadly agreed upon by the Republicans and Democrats, and yet now we're in October and it's still not passed. Why not use your office to make the second stimulus payment a separate, targeted emergency relief package to help Americans weather the pandemic? You know, we've
0: actually passed three packages, but and we're on our fourth. And I agree with him 100 percent. He should vote for me. The problem you have is Nancy Pelosi. She couldn't care less about the worker. She couldn't care less about our people. And we should have a stimulus. And I want a stimulus. The Republicans will approve a stimulus. The problem is, she doesn't want to do it because she thinks it's it's bad for her election. The the fact is, she's wrong. Because people know she's in our way. She's not approving it. She doesn't appreciate our people. And she doesn't appreciate at all our workers. Nancy Pelosi, we are ready to sign and pass
2: stimulus, but People she's got to approve People do not it. love the back and forth of Washington, but this has been a roller coaster. Back in early October, you one day tweeted, no more negotiations until election, until after Election Day. I'm walking away. Then I think the next couple of days you said, maybe we can do something targeted. Right. Then you said, I want a big, big bill. But then Senate Republicans said, no, we're not for that. So you are, are the matter. big deal maker. But how come right. this is so? How, right. you yourself have you changed positions? Everybody?
3: Yeah. So she's
5: awesome. Fucking, at, I love. Yeah, she's is so she's doing good. a great
3: job at at that. Also.
5: Shit. Did he just need a long breath? Why wasn't he interrupting her? Here, he he let her get so many damning
3: questions out there. Here's the thing that uh, I have an issue with, and I'm what I'm not interested in doing, we've gone over the fucking relief bill fight in several episodes, so you can go back to listen to that fight. We know where those bills stand. Um, the idea that this would be—that passing a relief bill would be somehow bad for Nancy Pelosi from her perspective, it would really be bad from—I don't even well, understand even- at this point why Senate Republicans think it would be bad for them. Because, like, honestly, honestly, in your everyday life, each of you, do you know anybody that actually knows what the debt or deficit is or gives a fuck about how it affects them? Like, people don't fucking care and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. And there are economists well, that care. Well, it's been
4: it's been bad for so long that we've it, become just mute to it. Right. Like, well, like, like, and the average like, American, yeah, our deficit is crap. The, it's not getting any better. And the, it's yeah. going to take forever to pay it off. Republicans so. are
3: trying to pretend that they're standing on some moral ground for their fucking caucuses uh, or for their um, constituents' constituents. Um, when, like, these are the same Republicans that, like, turn a blind eye to fucking collusion and uh, fucking obstruction and the th- annulments clause, the th- hatch act, fucking and... quid
5: pro quos. Like, don't well, fucking. Well, also, what I hate about me. Trump's answer is that, like, <laughs> well, Nancy Pelosi doesn't want to do this because it benefits her. Savannah's question was, like, Democrats and Republicans seem to be in agreement about this bill. Why hasn't it passed? Um, and his well, answer is like, Nancy doesn't want it. She's part of oh, the Democrats that oh, fucking came to the table, and he, she wants more money than you are offering. He
3: has the best answer ever. Her her last question was, you're the big deal maker. Like, why can't you make a deal?
0: Did you ever hear of a word called negotiation? We're negotiating, okay?
3: Pretty simple. <laughs> That
0: is
4: so
5: condescending. <laughs> oh, did, he, did he just sum up the art of the deal in one fucking sentence? He's a genius. Negotiation, okay. You ever heard That's of little what word? walking away is. It's negotiating. And then you come back tomorrow and say Fuck. you want an
4: even bigger deal, and then you'll give them more room, and then no, it's off. It's it's not really negotiating if you never finish it. No. It's,
5: it's schizophrenia is what it is. Yeah. It's the- a manic episode, and then you have a depressive like,
4: episode. negotiating is a means to the end. Yeah. Negotiating takes meeting get in, in the, the end, Then it doesn't well, matter. Well,
3: especially if you look at where we sit now, with the since the last time we talked about it at the end of the last episode. If you look at where we are just now, like. He's like, go bigger, and they've had, like, the uh, Democrats were at 1.8, or they were at 2.2, and the White House was at 1.6, and the White House offered 1.8, and the Dems said no, and then the White House was like, we'll offer more. Like, what is fucking happening? This so
4: much feels like the worst sports negotiation ever. I said that. uh, Like, trying to negotiate a player's contract, and it just never happened. I was talking to my sister. Like, this is what this is. We're just finally living it.
3: We all are in the same fantasy hockey league. Every single trade in history that has ever been shit and caused controversy hasn't been as frustrating as watching this. (laughs) Like, every single trade. And there have been big ones that have almost broken the fucking friendships up. And, like, I think all of that is cleaner than this shit. Yeah. Like, it's just ridiculous. So, you know, but, of course, it's the the wicked witch of uh, Washington, D.C. That it's her fault.
2: But people are I'm negotiating. People's lives are hanging you in know the know balance.
3: And you know who I'm negotiating against? Nancy
0: Pelosi, because she doesn't want to give the money. We should have stimulus. This was not our people's fault. This was China's fault. And she's penalizing our people. I'm ready to sign a big, beautiful stimulus. You saw the other day, I say, go big or go home, right? That's what I am I want it about. to be big. I want it to be bold. I want the money to go to directly Are to Senate the people. Are Republicans
2: with you? They're going to go big? They'll for go. big yeah, old they'll number? Go.
0: They'll go. They're going to be okay, very Okay, so far, they
2: have not know, said they will. I because would. I
0: haven't asked them to, because I can't get through Nancy Pelosi. Okay. If but- Nancy Pelosi and I, through my representatives or directly, I don't care, if we agree to something, the Republicans will agree to it. Okay.
4: That okay, pretty much just sums it. That's the fuck a terrible, up. terrible like guarantee, though. And the sen- that, well, that and and the if Senate we Republicans that are- if she agrees to it, and I agree to it, they're gonna agree to it. No, they're not. No, they're no. not. And they're they're coming
3: back this week to to offer a fucking uh, half a trillion dollar bill, five hundred billion. That's three times less, less than what everybody yeah. else is talking about. Yeah. There's no fucking way that they're going to get And half of shit. that
5: money goes to NASA, we already fucking know. And
3: Senate because- <laughs> Republicans are full of shit because all of that offer is is we're going to ignore the months of negotiations that have been going on between the other side, and we're just going to start... We're just going to offer up the same shit we offered that didn't even get a vote. Like, yeah, uh, They're just they're
4: cannibalizing the entire bill all the way down well, to, like, where American people and businesses gets paid, and that's it. Right. I can't imagine, too, like... The person who would
5: benefit the most from a stimulus right now, in my mind at least, would be Trump. The ability to send out or at least announce you're sending out another wave of stimulus checks of uh, upping unemployment— like, that's a lot of people who are suddenly going to, like, maybe not lose their home. Right. Be able to fucking feed their kids. Like, the, that buys you some goodwill. And, like, he's all about buying votes or, you know, illegally obtaining them or it holding doesn't, them out. It really doesn't make sense the to you. The only
4: me. thing that matters is getting people and businesses money right now. Right. That's the yeah. only thing that matters. Yeah. So, a not, if, we're, we're so facing if, if he really wanted to come addictions. out, the big red hero— he would freaking and, just well, and do that's, that.
3: that. That's what that was my whole point for bringing up the like that nobody gives a shit about the debt or the deficit. Senate Republicans are sitting there acting like their constituents care, but like their constituents also don't have fucking money and they're hurt by this. I don't understand how the sides collectively haven't figured this the fuck out yet. But, it seems like a win for everyone.
4: But Farmers for Trump, man.
3: Farmers for Trump. <laughs> I've got one more uh, clip from the Trump town hall, and I picked this only because it made me laugh. Um... Because it, and this was actually the only one where I picked an audience member who asked him a
5: question, just because how many questions did they actually get to? I do, Not, it, it wasn't a lot comparatively. Yeah. Um. Like the, it seemed like at least the first third or half was just him and Savannah going back going and back forth. and forth. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um. But that's okay because he doesn't answer questions. He doesn't have a fucking vision. He doesn't. All he like he is just a debater. Like, that guy will debate you on anything. It doesn't matter what your stance is. Like, he's kind of me, <laughs> in, a, in a way. That, like, <laughs> is that why you hate him? Well, maybe. <laughs> but, like, I like to debate, and I've had, like, Mitch and I used to have fun going back and forth, and we used to joke that, like, pretty much any position that you take at this point, I'm just going to take the other, and we'll just see how this fight goes. Um And, uh. So, like, and I think that he's that guy. He just likes to fight, and, like, so you don't get anything. But this question made me smile and cringe and take a shower.
2: We have Paulette Dale. She leans slightly to Biden. She voted for Clinton in 2016. She's registered as a Republican. Paulette, what's your question? Thank you.
3: Good evening, Mr.
1: President.
2: Thank you you very much.
0: I have to say, you have a great smile. Got you. Thank you. So, um, (laughs)
5: He does. You're so handsome
3: when you smile. <laughs> There's a clap. You got, know, like, some uh, WAP going on? <laughs>
5: like,
3: what is happening here? I like
4: your, you have a really great smile, and then a slow clap starts. Some wap. You have some wap, wap.
3: That's, that's a wet-ass pussy. <laughs> oh, God. That was weird. That was weird. And then she asks about Daka, and I don't know that he has a satisfying fucking...
5: Anything? He forgot what DACA means.
0: As the daughter of immigrants
2: to the United States who fled Eastern Europe due to religious persecution, right. uh, the United States right. immigration like, policies are story. very personal <laughs> yeah. for me. Right. Surveys I moved show from Park
0: Avenue. To Fifth most Avenue. Americans and the majority of Republicans support the Dreamers program. So, my question for you, Mr. President, is, if you are elected to a second term, do you expect to pursue your previous efforts to cut the DACA program? Yeah. Why or why not? And the DACA—DACA DACA is somewhat different than DREAMers. You understand that. And you understand it better than anybody, probably, in this room?
5: No, it's not. Is it? The Dreamers are the kids that are DACA recipients, okay. right? Yeah. So yeah. every Dreamer is a recipient of DACA, but not everyone who's DACA is young enough to be a Dreamer. Cause okay. Some of parents, I believe. And there is a subtle difference, but, but they're, fuck they're, Trump for saying, like— They're absolutely
4: like, related. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I don't like that thing of, like, well, they're different, and you know that, and, like, like putting the blame on her— or the putting the thing like— yeah. Well, well, you know this assertion that I'm making—that they're it's only different half in the true. fact that
4: it's not spelt the same. Yeah, but they but are in fact synonyms.
5: But they are—they're—they are the same in the fact that if you get rid of DACA, that affects all Dreamers. Yeah. Well, if
3: you're not satisfied with that, wait till you figure out where he's going.
5: Where do you come from, by the way,
0: originally? Where? My grandparents were from Russia and Poland. That's very good. Okay. So, we are going to take care of DACA. We're going to take care of Dreamer. We—it's working right now. We're negotiating different aspects of immigration and immigration law. We've built now over 400 miles of border wall, southern border. Mexico is working very closely with us. We have the strongest border we've ever had. We want people to come into our country. They have to come in legally. But we are working very hard on the DACA program, and you will be, I think, very happy over the course of the next year. Because I feel the same way as you do about it. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr.
2: President. In point of fact, the DACA program—there are under your administration no new applicants are allowed, and in fact, the DACA recipients now have to renew every year as opposed to every two years. So, in fact. The DACA program has been curtailed by your administration. Well, what happened
0: is because of the pandemic, much changed on the immigration front. That is
3: straight. But I wasn't going to tell that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) straight bullshit. That happened. That was changed. If I'm not mistaken, that was changed well before. Uh, 2018, I think. 17, maybe even. I don't know. We'll have to look that up because I should have done that. Fucking not this year. But, like, like, that no i know that we were and not also at-
5: if we're getting less if we're getting less applicants from other countries it's only because other countries are not allowing trade or travel between us in america or them in america because we have fucking bungled our pandemic response so bad yeah. like that might be a reason just to just to answer the daca question
3: with well it's the pandemic's fault well fuck and off, notice dude. notice yeah. she
4: said under your administration this exists and then he just decides to blame the pandemic. That's okay. That's been since March. Right. Yeah. Which still happened so, under your administration. So from March, so yeah. from March it out, to now. <laughs> In the
5: same way that you want to be- does- hit. He's o- like,
4: it only sucks because of the last six months. Why do my th- first three years? Why do that? He, 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 he does months. the
5: same thing with the economy, though. About like, well, yeah, our economy's in the toilet. But look how it was before. Like that doesn't matter right now when people are hurting. Trump and his supporters like try to use the pandemic as like,
3: well, that means he get a, he gets a pass because like nobody could have seen this coming. No, nobody could have seen it coming. But they could like they definitely could have reacted better.
5: So they want to give him a participation trophy, the thing they hate more than anything, <laughs> 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 kinda. It seems that way uh
4: that's not even a leap of
5: logic no it's not <laughs> yeah.
3: so that's all I had for the uh trump town hall I think you'll be a little bit more satisfied with where we're gonna go for the rest of the episode um the I tried like I said to stick to similar topics um because I because I wanted to hear compare and
5: contrast to the if, to the if best they're not going to do a debate we will edit a debate together well and
3: i don't even want to totally present it as that because like because i don't because biden's not gonna he'll talk about stimulus but through different com- conversations uh, like um but i tried to keep everything as relevant to what's going on with the the biggest issues in here and and tried to to pull as much from each of them as i could obviously you know Trump doesn't give you a lot you know, to in, work
4: with. In hindsight, is he like wishing that he would have agreed to the virtual debate? Because he could have actually interrupted Biden. And well,
3: he could have at least been like, oh, my camera went off. I, he just, yeah. like, just pulled the fucking plug <laughs> he, out. Like, it's the type, White House. He types in his
4: name as he puts a black screen and then re- yeah. retypes his name to reconnecting <laughs> with three dots. <laughs> I'm going through like, a tunnel. Like every all the kids at home right now trying to cheat. <laughs> he, he, he starts doing uh, that thing where he I'm pretends having to have internet problems. I can't be in class.
3: He is like John Cena's intro comes on and plays, but then he just never comes on. Uh, all right, so we'll get into this uh, Biden town hall, and much like the Trump town hall, I want to stick to the pandemic to start out with because I think it's relevant. Now, um, Biden in this is asked about um, Trump's handling. Uh, he's he's asked by by a member of the crowd about to answer the question two ways. One, uh, what did Donald did this administration do wrong? um during the pandemic response and what would he do moving forward from this point so the majority of what the administration did wrong (coughs) excuse me did wrong i left out i cut that off because i feel like we have gone over that for weeks and weeks and weeks and years um so like I I didn't think it was as important to hear Joe Biden reiterate what Donald Trump didn't do right. I was more interested in what what Joe Biden, see, because if Joe Biden becomes the president, now he's gotta take the reins and
5: where are we gonna go from here? Um, The last guy stumbled, he handed you the baton, you have to make up ground. Right, like how do you do that?
1: You can contain the pandemic by being rational and not trust the economy, for example. I laid out a plan how you can open businesses. You can open businesses and schools if in fact you provide them the guidance that they need as well as the money to be able to do it. What's happening now is we know, for example, if you can open a business and you could have a sign on the door saying safe to come in, that's why people aren't going anyway, when they, even when they're open, and say, because you have social distancing, you have plastic barriers when you go to the cashier, you have separators between the booths, you don't have large crowds, you reduce the size, the number of people you can have in the restaurant, you make sure there's testing, that's in a really critical piece that he didn't do, testing and tracing, and you make sure that people are acqu- going to schools. You know, we initially said, the government initially said they're going to provide masks for every student and every teacher. Then they said, no, 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 no. FEMA said, that, uh, that, the, the president or whomever said, no, no, that's not a national emergency. Not a national emergency. We need fewer, we need more teachers in our schools to be able to open smaller pods. We need ventilation systems changed. Well, there's a lot of things we know now. And I've la- I laid them out in some detail. Now, again, when I say I laid them out, I'm not an office holder. I'm running for office. It's not like I'm still vice president or I was a, a United States senator pushing this. So I don't want to say I, I, I. But we did lay out exactly what needed to be done. And take a look. We make up 4% of the world's population. We have 20% of the world's deaths. We're in a situation where we have 210-plus thousand people dead.
4: I want to make a point really quick before we get it too much too much uh he said we need better ventilation systems right that's where i was gonna go Uh, every school in america could probably use a new ventilation system anyway just because the amount of black mold in them
3: right now i will say like he hit a lot of things and that's a tall order to to fulfill but like at least somebody is saying real things like these are the things that we should have done. These are the things that we can do. Like, and, well, like- and there was
5: no obvious falsehoods that you need to be pushed back on by a moderator. Right, He's not saying anything that is patently a lie. Right. I mean, you might be and- pushed back about like who said whatever. Did Trump say that? Did the C- did the F- or yeah. FEMA or whatever? Right. But for the most part, it's just like we need ventilation. We it's need not, fewer teachers so we can have fewer classrooms. This administration.
4: Right. Did yeah. That.
3: Yeah. Um. So he is asked um, by, I believe, a Republican in the crowd um, about the Trump tax cuts.
4: Thank you, George. Thank you, uh, Mr. Vice President. You stated that anyone making less than $400,000 will not see one single penny of their taxes raised. That's right. But also state that you are going to eliminate the Trump tax cuts. The Trump tax cuts reduces taxes for the majority of workers. I would argue not enough. What is your plan for either extending the tax cuts for the middle class or creating a new plan that further reduces those taxes?
1: I carry this card with me. When I said the, tax, the Trump tax cuts, about $1.3 trillion of the $2 trillion in his tax cuts, went to the top one-tenth of 1%. That's what I'm talking about eliminating, not all the tax cuts that are out there. And by the way, if you just take a look, we reduced the corporate tax rate from 35% and Democrats and Republicans who were in office thought it should come down to 28%. He reduced it to 21%. You have 91 out of every of the Fortune 500 companies not paying a single solitary penny. If you raise the corporate tax just back to 28%, which is a fair tax, you'd raise $1 300 billion dollars by that one act. If you made sure that people making over 400 grand paid what they did in the Bush administration, 39.6%, you would raise another as goes up to, uh, let me get you the exact number here, about another 200, excuse me, uh, 92 billion dollars. So you could raise a lot of money to be able to invest in things that can make your life easier. Make you change your standard of living by making sure you have affordable health care, by making sure you're in a situation where you're able to send your kid to school. and If you have a student debt, you can deal with it. Making sure that you're, you're home, you can pay your mortgage.
3: So for longtime fans of the show, that uh, soundbite I called the Biden card. Um, <laughs> but um, again, more... <sighs> To me like more substance? Like more substance a plan uh a... Yeah. And like God damn it, I didn't realize how much I fucking miss that. Like I miss politics not being a reality show.
5: Um, what some people might label as boring, like that is boring, but that's like it's
4: boring, that's... but it's what we need. Yeah. 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 Everything everything that you are supposed to do in life right. to succeed is boring. Yeah, and, or tedious a yeah. little bit. Yeah.
5: Mr. President,
0: let me press you on that. though. Sure. You're going to raise the corporate tax. You're going to raise taxes on the wealthy. Is it wise to do even that when the economy is as weak as it is right now?
3: I am so happy that this question was asked because it showed that George Stephanopoulos was going to push back when it was appropriate. You know, t- Biden just went through his entire uh, you know, uh, we'll tax this and we'll tax this and we'll remove that and whatever. And so it's, it, to me, I was very happy to see that this wasn't just let a candidate talk and say whatever he's going to fucking say and don't check him on anything. And I think that's a good question. Isn't smart to do this in a pandemic?
1: Moody's Wall Street said, I will create 18.6 million new jobs, good paying jobs, number one, Number two, and I'll increase, the GDP will grow by a trillion dollars more than would under Trump and seven million more jobs than under Trump. And the reason is when you allow people to get back in the game and have a job, everything moves. Everything moves. Right now, you got the opposite. You had last year, during during this pandemic, you had the wealthiest billionaires in the world, in in, in the nation, they made another $700 billion. $700 billion. He talks about a V-shaped recovery. It's a K-shaped recovery. If you're on the top, you're gonna do very well. And the other thing I'm, and if you're in the bottom, or you're in the middle of the bottom, your income is coming down. You're not getting a raise. I, I should. I don't know what you do. You may get a raise. Hope you're a billionaire. I, but, 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 but all kidding aside, but it's about growing the economy.
3: I do think it's good though. Before he goes further into it, that he is, that he brought up the point that like, hey, in this past year when everybody's been like fucked and feeling like they've been fucked. Like, you know who hasn't been fucked? A, a bunch of already not fucked people. Yeah. yeah. Um, And, like, and this, so this last world, year has been really so good to uh, the elite every, rich.
4: Yeah. Like, we went to everybody wanting to stay home and order things online. Bezos made hand over fist. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Which, like, it makes sense. To some extent, you're not going to be able to stop that, that. For those
4: that live under a rock, Jeff Bezos
3: owns Amazon. Right. But, like, uh, to, to some extent, that makes sense. Like, when you have lockdowns and shit, like... It makes sense why we weren't going out um, and why Bezos was making so much money. At the same time,
4: though, your average person ran a giant risk of losing their job, right? And at the very least, probably still making money. Like mm
5: -hmm. Walmart made a bunch of damn money, right? Right. Anybody who's making mask or hand sanitizer probably cleaned up well. And I mean, a, a lot of those companies too, like Bezos, is a good
3: example. Uh, Amazon ran, but that wasn't, like, totally with the health considerations of their employees in mind. Like, they kept the machine running because they could keep the machine, and there was demand to do it. But that doesn't mean that there weren't people that just, that were... I don't want to say casualties of the pandemic like, in the sense that they may have lost their life, but casualties yeah. of the pandemic in the sense that like maybe there was so, a legit reason for some people to not be there they yeah. had to be there under
4: yeah. under capitalism. Somebody is always going to capitalize on a situation. That's the way this works. But you can't use what, the but, root word to describe Biden's point is that <laughs> he is going to make sure that taxes exist on those people. Right? Yeah. And again, like I'm just satisfied with anybody who tells Cause me like,
3: right they, now <laughs> that they're looking like, forward.
4: All those all those people made all that money and it, it didn't get taxed like n- hardly right. at all.
5: It didn't it didn't sure damn sure did not trickle down in any No, s- no, yeah. It it, uh, should, to Brandon's uh, point that, prime that like prime example of trickle down economics not working. Right. Yeah. To Brandon's point that like uh, co- you know, Amazon workers still went during COVID and they made Jeff Bezos another billion dollars, whatever. Yeah. And all they got getting to do paid was next
4: to nothing and still getting exposed. Yep, to
5: coronavirus. And still being timed on their bathroom breaks and, you know, have to keep up a quota.
3: And in a pandemic, when the demand is that high for that company, you know that like they're being overworked as well. So like they're being overworked for no money
5: while Bezos is- well, I mean, oh, yeah. Be- and Bezos has if- enough money that he could legitimately buy every employee of his, of his a Tesla and yeah,
4: any, so still any, have money anybody that's ever worked in logistics like even if you just worked at a UPS warehouse when it's like usually there's only one peak season and that's like right around Christmas so like October through like February when all the returns are happening mm-hmm. that's your peak season because of Christmas right now imagine that all year round yeah. Well, and like the peak season didn't stop. Not only did it get worse, like more yeah, strain it was on, on, on the workers, but it never stopped. Well, not only <laughs> that, but then you're, you're suddenly it's in be worse because we're nearing Christmas.
5: You're not you're suddenly in charge as a worker of not only stocking and selling and uh, helping customers, but now you're in charge of making sure everyone has a mask on. Well, and but, potentially getting fucking yelled at by someone who doesn't believe that plus, it's real. You have yeah. to
3: also take into account all of the other companies that Amazon relies on to make their business work, right? Like, if the fucking production chain gets shut down for any amount of time, it creates what, shit. They, they, although only although ma- they only make
4: like 1% of the products that are sold on their site, isn't that? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, everything else is a lot an of them they just company. buy and store in their warehouse and yeah. they sell them from there. Yeah. They're just giant resale.
1: And George, the way out, the reason why I'm so optimistic about economic recovery, more than I've ever been, is we have these four crises happening all at once, and one helps the other. For example, we're going to invest a great deal of that money into infrastructure and into and, and a green infrastructure. We're gonna put 500,000 charging stations on new highways we're building and old highways we're building. We're gonna own the electric market. You know as well as I do from your days, you know, in the old days, where the president has, spends about $600 billion a year on government contracts. Everything from making sure they have aircraft carriers to, to automobile fleets for the, uh, in the United States. If you make make and we can and it's not violation of any international trade agreement made in America. If you actually insist that whatever that product is made in America, including the material that goes into the product, we it's estimated we're going to create somewhere between another four and six million jobs just by doing that. But what's happening now, under his trade policy, a lot of this is going overseas. You get a benefit from going overseas if you have much of it being made overseas. So if you send it overseas, you get a 10% tax increase on the on, on product. If you make it in America and you bring it back, you get a 10% growth. If you bring back a company and you're gonna open up an old, an old facility, you get a 10% tax credit for all you invested. That actually works, George. So there's not gonna be any delay on the tax increases? No, well, I gotta get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing that I ha- I have this strange notion, we are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus.
3: All right. So he had a tough moment there, right? At the end yeah. where he he, he 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 didn't deliver well I got to get the votes, the greatest, admittedly. Yeah. He cleaned it up really You never want to admit that anyway. But he cleaned it up, in my perspective, really well with, like, look, they say that if you can't get the votes, you'll just executive order. Shot at Trump. Yeah. Shot also at Obama. Um, no, 100%. and he And he and, said we need consensus. Yeah. He's a fucking aisle crosser.
5: Also, isn't that a little bit I of
4: 100% a... agree with the, like, the devil's advocate of the question that we shouldn't do it right away because of the pandemic. And yeah, it should probably be delayed until we have some semblance of a recovery. Right.
5: Yeah. I mean, I think that's an, that's at least a, an adult response to it. Of right. like You know, but the fact that we should at least be thinking about like, all right, once the pandemic's over and the economy's recovering, how do we help the economy recover more? How do we uh maybe, you know, how do we That's tax? That's where the taxes come in. Yeah. Right? How do we tax people who are going to be the least hurt by it, but it's going to help our economy
4: the most? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. And I yeah, also yeah. Think if, you're, if you're really going to run America like a business, like Trump has said he's going to do, that is how you need to do it. Yeah. yeah. But
5: I think Biden's whole thing, too, that point he's making of, look, we can't just have a presidential decree. We have to have some yeah. kind of semblance of a— uh, a consensus here is also kind of him hinting at like, we also have to take back the Senate as much as we need me and to win. We need, you know, we need that, you know, we need the votes. We need the, the representative people representing this country. I think that was, uh, or even the Supreme court, it could be a shot at that of like, look, the, the, the court should, or the, the representation should match the, well, population. and
3: since you brought it up, it was a it was a good natural segue there because our next topic is the Supreme Court. And to me, this was the biggest uh, this was the biggest cringe that I had of the night because, you know, I've maintained that, like, just stick to the speculation line. You don't need to answer this question. And I feel like he tried to not answer it and he got a little bit too close, Um but, I mean, I don't know. Let's see how you guys receive this.
0: If they vote out before the election, you are open to expanding the court?
1: I'm open to considering what happens from that point on.
3: You know, you said so
0: many times during the campaign, all through the course of your career, it's important to level with the It is, American but George, if I,
1: if I say, no, no matter what answer I gave you, if I say it, that's the headline tomorrow. It won't be about what's going on now, the improper way they're proceeding. But don't voters have a right to know where you they stand? They do have a right to know where I stand, and I'll have a right to know where I stand before they vote. So you'll come out with a clear position before Election Day? Yes, depending on how they handle this. But look, what you should do is you got to make sure you vote. And vote for a senator who, in fact, thinks reflects your general view on constitutional interpretation. And vote for a president who think is more in line with you. And if you oppose the position that I, I would not have appointed her, but if you oppose my position, vote for Trump. Vote for a Republican who shares that view. But that's your opportunity to get involved in lifetime appointments that have presidents come and go. Justices stay and stay and stay.
5: Ugh. I don't think that's the biggest waffle. It's I think not... he could have put his foot in his mouth a lot harder than he did.
3: It's yes, he could have. But for me, especially when like I don't think it's a good play that like because he's used the line several times. Look, if I answer the question, that's going to be the headline tomorrow, and that was acceptable answer one time. But then, when if you keep answering that way, from my perspective, it's tr- it sounds it's like Biden's he,
5: version of Trump's. I don't know what Antifa well, or QAnon I, I, is. And
3: he's saying, "I know the politics of this, so I'm not going to give you an answer because if I give you an answer, then there can then there will be a reaction to the answer. Whether yeah. the reaction is, "Oh, the left is mad at him for not going, not saying what." what we want him to say, or if it's the right is mad at him for packing the courts or whatever. I think you
5: could have done better to just remind them that like, Hey, the bigger story here is that they are manipulating this to stack the court, you know, in their favor. So Uh, uh, and unethically, certainly maybe illegally. So let's
3: talk about stacking the courts, um, for a second, because I wanted to, I looked, I did a little reading about, stacking the court and i pulled just a couple of things from a time magazine article from july of 2018 because <clears throat> there's been a lot of arguments about um you know if biden wins he's going to they're, they're going to reassemble re, uh, the structure of the supreme court and that's unconstitutional and that's that's changing the like that's trying to give your your side an unfair advantage or whatever so i hold a couple of things and just let me you can tell me how you feel about them such a proposal isn't unconstitutional nor even that radical there's nothing sacred about the number nine which isn't found in the constitution and is and instead comes from a 1869 act of congress congress can pass a law changing the court's size at any time that contrasts it with other potentially with other potential reform ideas like term limits, which would require amending the Constitution and thus are unlikely to succeed. And countries with much smaller populations have much higher, uh, have much larger high courts. Um In 1869, when the number 9 was chosen, the U.S. was roughly a tenth of its current size. Laws and government institutions were far smaller and less complex, and the volume of cases was vastly lower. Supreme Court enlargement only seems radical because we've lost touch with the fundamentals of our living, breathing Constitution. The flawed debate over court packing is an opportunity to re-examine our idea of what the Supreme Court is. Um... So that like there's a little bit of uh, point of view
5: at the end of that. Um, I agree with a lot of that. I do the biggest argument I find that sways me against adding to it because I like the like based on that math you would say that we're ten times the size we were when they established the number nine. So ideally we should have ninety Supreme Court justices if we're doing the same ratio, which would be kind of extreme, right? And it would make no one Supreme Court justice all that important. It would be more of a, a Senate or representative thing. Yeah. The, the one argument that I do find kind of compelling is the tit-for-tat argument of Democrats, are if they increase the number to kind of even out what Republicans have done and this kind of sham they pulled, then the next time Republicans are in power, they're going to increase it. And we're going to get to a point where we have, either way, 90 fucking The Supreme only court way justices. that
4: I see the increasing the size of the court, like, fair would be if everybody got to vote like the entire United States got to, like just like a presidential election would hmm. get to vote on But now that every would be justice.
5: a constitutional change because the president
4: picking them or I would, or is, is, I would is, be
3: satisfied with a b- congressional body doing that like I don't think that I need to vote in that just because I don't the think the current did, state of the hey, Senate, I wouldn't be happy. What if we made <laughs> yeah. that, What if we made the well, maybe,
5: Supreme Court justices vote on it, and they had to come to a consensus of who oh, the new member was? It's,
4: that could get dangerous. Interesting play. If, I, but, if you just increase it, like all the new nominees are going to align with the current president, right? And then it's going to go unless, to the Senate. And then you're you are going to have an argument. Well, unless you gonna,
3: build that body not only of members of one, like if you took. Members of if you made a committee that had some senators, some House members and some people from other institutions in the government, like you you could create a body um, that would do it. Frank, do you want to read the next? Because I I, I, I get your argument. I think there is an interesting argument
5: for um, that I hadn't thought about before. The greatest feature of an expansion is that it would co- would convert what currently seems like an unavoidable vice, the court's po- uh, politiciz- politicization. I always have trouble with that word. Yeah. But it would convert that into a strength. Uh, law cannot be divorced from politics, but politics can be made to work better with, the, uh, with better institutional design. Just as a nine-person Congress would be highly undemocratic, dangerously powerful, and ultimately ineffective, a nine-person court is no better. Large bodies have some inherent features that are more democratic and effective— um, they are more representative, and they can include a more diverse group. They can do more work, and, uh, their splits are less likely to be narrow and therefore arbitrary. I love that point. Uh, they have more uh, regular, natural turnover, and any one vacancy would not be a domin- would not dominate the political scene as it does today. If politics are inevitable, they should at least be made to work. A large number means Republican justices and Democratic justices would be less likely to engage in simple block voting. With a, large body, with a larger body, more natural coalitions can develop, yielding richer dynamics than a 5 4 decision that had become all too common these days. Because justices serve for life, the coalitions could be more free-flowing and less beholden to the party system, unlike legislators who must maintain party support for committee assignments and re-election. And finally, court-size isn't one of the design features that supposedly insulates the ju- judiciary from the tyranny of the majority, unlike lifetime appointments. I don't know, I think... That's a really well-written argument for that. I kind of think it is,
4: like... I'm, I'm having, like, flashbacks of the Star Wars Senate. Right? <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> welcome to the dark side, because we're all there. How many midichlorians can we count? <laughs> I don't know. I, like,
3: I don't necessarily disagree. But I thought that the idea itself was interesting and I thought that while people are yelling unconstitutional it should it, it's important to know that it's not like it's not in the Constitution it wasn't a part of the Constitution
4: like but as it stands with still being like the president appointing the justices it's very scary yeah although I would yeah. say
5: if you had a number like 27, I mean, 90 is probably way too high, but, like, 27 would be a thing that, like, if we— well, like it, what? N- A president getting three picks is only scary during one four-year term if we only have nine justices. Right. If we have 27, it's it's like, oh, that's odd, but it doesn't sway the court in a way that, that does politicize us more. Well, if—
4: All right. right, so if you increase the court size, there's no limit on how many you can appoint.
5: Well, that first president I mean, ideally would— How
4: many get, like, yeah. Well, and that's one of the things where, like— Say you increase it to 27, you know— well, I would Freaking
5: imagine that if—, if 17 but, let's, appointments? Let's see if Biden did that. If he was able to somehow get the votes, the a blue tsunami hits, and he got 27, and that's the rule. I think Biden would be smart enough that he would know that he would have to pick at least about half would have to be Republicans right? to kind of quell the idea that he's being
4: partisan well, esp- Especially if the Senate stays the same, you're going to have to be really down the and center. I yeah. would
3: also say, too, that if you—I would say that if you do expand it, you should probably make a coalition of people from different parts— of the the federal government so that it's not biden pick like so if you we're way in a hypothetical corner right now but if you are at the number 27 so and we're at nine right now that means that we're only a third of the way there biden can't pick all of like no matter what like whoever the president the hearing, is the at hearings that point, would
4: take too long to get to that seventeenth number. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you it would be impossible. I doubt, it would take it would four, have to be in four centuries years to
3: get this to happen. How how it long would is, have to how be long something, does it
4: seem then in the past couple of nominations, it's been what uh, like six months for the entire hearing to yeah. go through?
5: It would have to be a thing where they would agree like right. oh he we're didn't gonna get eight appointments. Yeah. yeah. It would have to be something where they're like we're gonna get twenty seven but we're gonna do it uh, it, to a year or whatever, and that's the article made that
3: point. Oh, yeah. uh, that fucking that, smart man! That you I, would have to do. I like, don't know how
4: I feel about this because every instinct is telling me do not have a knee jerk reaction. Oh yeah, no,
3: <laughs> I and my point for bringing it up wasn't to to be uh, yay or nay for this idea. I just thought that it was because I, I because I've seen so many people talking about the constitutionality of this. And, like, I didn't know until I pulled that, is that clip that it's just not there. Yeah. Like, it's not related to the Constitution. So, we can have a different debate about what we should or shouldn't do. But,
4: well, like, I definitely agree with the, that. The founders and nine a shit. judges is extremely powerful. It too powerful.
3: And it allows this situation where when you do have three of them retire or die. At the same time, like, you have just changed the trajectory of
4: rulings in this country. Exactly. And if you want to make an argument for something being unconstitutional, that's it. That all of a sudden the country can just get turned upside down on its head and everything that was looked at to be constitutional or not over the past several years, all of a sudden it has the opposite Opinion? Right. Yeah, cuz we're sitting so in a like, point. So like if if you're going to do that then where do you draw the line of what is constitutional and what's not? Right. Because it can change whenever that happens. <laughs> well, and we're know?
3: sitting in a fucking point where like we could be sitting here next fall talking about how gay marriage and abortion used to be legal. Like j- yeah, like I, I hope not. Because I mean, fuck, dude, you can sue anything to the fucking Supreme Court. Yeah.
5: Well, and I I don't I think we all would like to avoid Like it's the history lesson we got when we uh, outlawed alcohol and then two fucking amendments later we're like okay it's okay yeah, again bad call. Bad call, guys. yeah we don't want to be that country that goes back and forth we want to march towards progress we don't want to keep taking a st- uh, stumble you right. know
3: yeah now I do have a, a clip that I really to me kind of just sums up it, it's what I needed to hear and I think and I hope that for you guys that you receive it the way that I did but I I told you before we started recording that I had this like weird week last week which may have had to do with personal shit that was going on in my life. Um but I kind of join the club. I kind of uh didn't watch the news as much last week. Like I just kind of had it up to here with the fucking,
5: uh, this is an audio for him. He I reached know, very high just and to and let you, everyone did you know. you see my
3: eyes? Yep. you see the look? I fucking, <laughs> god damn it. Um, but the, uh, but yeah. Cillian the,
4: Murphy on, his, on Inception. I had really just, squinty eyes. I
3: had just had so much with politics that I just turned it off last week and it was and it was like and i described it to you before we started is like maybe it was the calm before the storm like i'm still very tense about what happens in 18 16
4: days um well and, you've reached the point where you're like it's inevitable it's gonna happen right i'm just gonna have to deal with it yeah and it's like when
5: a cop's behind you and you're nervous but the moment the lights come on you're like well this is happening so I like, can quit being worried now and god damn it if i didn't need to hear this
1: what I will be doing as if I'm elected president, the first thing, and not a joke, and you can ask if they tell you your dad's old friends on the Republican side, I'm going to pick up the phone and call them and say, let's get together. We've got to figure out how we're going to move forward here, because there's so many things we really do agree on.
3: Just for context, he's talking to an audience member whose father worked in the Reagan administration.
1: And with Trump out of the way... The vindictiveness of a president going after Republicans who don't do exactly what he says gets 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 taken away. There's going to be, I promise you, between four and eight Republican senators are willing to going to be willing to move on things where there's bipartisan consensus.
5: That's a good point, though, isn't it? Like that there is a consensus because there's a lot of things that if you look at the country and you poll the country as a whole. Seventy five percent of the the Americans believe well, and it's just it's It's not as much of a you know like marijuana is a big one like most of the country believes that should be legal. There's really no reason it should be politicized or it can't be fixed, right? Or that anyone would take a political hit from signing onto a bill that tried to like right this wrong. Well, and it's this whole idea that uh, especially
3: with that with that idea of look there are seven or eight people that will that are willing to cross the aisle. It's the idea that like. The White House, whether Democrat or Republican, can back up members of the Senate or the House, whether Democrat or Republican, because we're all working for this common goal. And we haven't heard anybody pitch a fucking common goal idea to us. Like, it's always Nancy Pelosi's fault or Mitch McConnell's fault or I don't don't think we've heard
4: a common goal statement since, like, Obama's first run. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so either. And so, like that, it's been like since at least two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Well,
5: I know, I'm pretty sure. Brandon, you've said on old episodes. I remember, like, that's what we need. We like, we need an adult to get in there and just be like, "Hey, remember what politics we, was for a, for a long time? Right? Yeah, month. we've
4: been beating this horse to yeah. death forever, and no. And it almost, listening. but I
5: remember. I think it was Brandon made the point a long time ago of like, look, that's gonna seem refreshing when it happens because we haven't had it in so long. Yeah, because it's just been yeah we, us versus them. We it, yeah, it it's.
3: It was so nice after after just being, like, done with Donald Trump's shit to, like, get to that point and hear him make another... Like, he keeps doing that, like, I'm going to reach across the aisle thing, and, I like, that's a good message yeah. to stick well, on. Well,
5: and a story just so. came out today that, like...
4: You're winning all the moderates.
5: Yeah. Was it today that the story just broke that uh, Nancy Pelosi and Trump haven't talked or been in the same room for a year? And, like, I understand why, because the last time they were in a room, he got up and stormed out like a big fucking baby. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I understand that like biden is probably not going to agree with everything but i think he's able to have a, a fucking more civil conversation well, than that in front of cameras at least yeah 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 and
3: something that was even greater than that moment of the reach across the aisle was i think something else that we've been missing from at least presidential politics for the last four years and uh let's see if you can pick out what quality that is
1: when i said i was running because i wanted to unify the country people said well there were the old days we better be able to do it again. Agreed. We better be able to do it again. Mr. Vice President, if you lose, what will that say to you about where America is today? Well, it could say that I'm a lousy candidate and I didn't do a good job. Um, but I think, uh, I, I hope that it doesn't say that we are as racially ethnically and religiously at odds with one another as it appears the president wants us to be usually you know the president's in my view with all due respect has been divide and conquer the way he does better if he splits us there's there's division Um, and i think people need hope i think look George, I've never been more optimistic about the prospects for this country than I am today. And I, I really mean that. I think the people are ready. They understand what's at stake. And it's not about Democrat or Republican. If I get elected, uh, you know, I'm going to be, I'm running as a proud Democrat, but I'm going to be an American president. I'm going to take care of those who voted against me as well as those who voted for me, for real. That's a presence do. we got to heal this nation because we have the greatest opportunity of any country in the world. To own the 21st century and we can't do it divided
3: he offered the moment that he said w- that he was asked what does it say about america if you lose and he said it may say that i'm, I'm a bad, bad candidate a bad candidate that is
5: such a good fucking answer fucking
3: humility hope like dude like getting some obama flash that's
5: the hope and change moment yeah. right like That's the hope change moment. I'm sure that line was carefully crafted, that's a brilliant answer about, like, look, if I lose, it means I'm a shitty candidate, but I refuse to believe that we're as divided as he says we are. Yeah. You know, like... That was a... That that, that is a really hopeful fucking thesis statement of his entire campaign.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's what. That's
5: probably the best moment he's had uh, with a wide audience, his entire campaign. Yeah,
3: he... He's... I feel like he's killing it as we're as we're walking through October here. And like a big part of it is just because I think a lot of people are are sick of Trump's bullshit. But like
4: the man, those are answers I need to hear. because Somebody that has power finally said that we absolutely need to come together before it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I
5: love that. That line about we can own the 21st century.
4: Yeah. Like but we that, can't that is,
5: do it divided. That's, a, that's, I mean, essentially, make America great again, but di- instead of looking backwards and looking to the future, like, hey, we were the superpower all through the 20th century. We can still be that. Right. We haven't lost it yet.
4: Yeah. No, I yeah, I like was... start starting 2006-ish to, to now, we've been wavering. Right, yeah. and it's
5: looking like China or Russia yeah. might
4: eat us alive, but— yeah, I, I am. I was
3: very pleased with that. I got one more clip uh, that ended. He his the last question that he was asked. They went to commercial break at that point, and then when they came back, uh, he was asked about um, the third and final debate, which is coming up this
5: week.
1: Look, I'm going to abide by what the commission rules call for. I was prepared to debate him remotely, which was supposed to happen. And he said he wouldn't do that, um, you know, a virtual debate uh, or a town hall. He didn't want to do that. That I didn't set those rules. The commission set the rules. So whatever rules they set, uh, and I'm, I'm confident that uh, the Cleveland Clinic is the one overseeing it, I think they're going to not let happen what happened last time. They're going to demand that it. it's safe. But you expect to be there? Oh, I'm be, I expect to be there.
3: I think that it's I think it's great that like Joe Biden has shown that he's a fighter in in this town hall. He's shown that uh, he is not only willing, but and not only ready, but eager to reach across the aisle and find uh, middle ground with Republicans. And uh and I told you guys earlier that, like, I think Republicans, Trump supporters specifically, fucked up by setting the bar too low on Joe
4: Biden. But- oh, yeah. They said he was just going to stumble all over the place. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then he comes out here and he's articulate. And he gets he all has, his points across. He has
3: a fucking plan. Yeah.
4: and Not only is he articulate, but he has a plan and he wants to unify us. Yeah. You told me he was going to
5: swallow his fucking yeah. tongue. Like what the fuck? Or <laughs> that he was gonna take a break every twenty minutes to get shot full of meth or something? You yeah, know? <laughs> keep like, it going, dude. I'm, I like he is. He's not a graceful talker. I mean, I'm not either, so I can't really. He's like, an uh, old guy, and like, he, you know, he's addressing um, millions of people. I can't imagine the fucking stress and trying to remember everything, you know, and trying to, you know, it's a memorization game as much as it is anything right. else. Well, and and it's a practice game. Yeah, like, but you they can't know. really say that like Trump's any better. Like he's more amped up, he's louder,
4: certainly, but he gets off on just as so many tangents. He loses track. I think like, if if Trump has any idea of what happened with these two different town halls and the fact that Biden crushed him, yeah, uh, and he didn't even have to be in the same room. Like, he's, he's going to agree to some form of a debate, whether it be virtual it's or It's a Hail Mary at this
5: point. And, and barring some kind of huge October surprise, Comey coming out and stating a re, the investigation is reopening, Biden's looking like he's pretty comfortable leading into this election. Yeah, it Trump, looks... like, his last Hail Mary besides an October surprise is like, let me debate him one more time. Maybe I can finally shake him.
3: But well, like, I know.
4: There, there is a lot of Democratic policy that I don't fully agree with but I'm 100% sold on Biden. for This let me make an interesting pitch to you.
3: Something that I have thought about and for a few weeks and, uh, I don't know that I totally believe it. And I, and I'm going to use this moment to, to ask you to help me figure out if I believe it. Um, but I'm, but because of the the stakes in this election, and because of the unknowns surrounding the outcomes of of this election, I'm wondering if voting straight ticket Democrat, which is not something I don't like, the idea of straight ticket anything. Yeah, I straight, think, straight I, tickets I think,
4: a bad idea because you can it it just shows a blind allegiance. He
3: Yes, if Donald Trump wins or if he successfully steals democracy, if you don't have a, a Senate and a House that can check him, you have nothing. And right
4: now you have a Supreme Court that's been put in place by him. Well, and good news, all your House representatives you can vote on again in two years. <laughs> right. Yeah, Senate's Senate four. four.
5: Yeah, although we've seen that, like, the House has been uh, not as great. Even when you flip it, it doesn't really do much. Like, they can start an investigation, but, like... Yeah, it depends on how it flips. But here's my point.
3: There are no checks and balances if the Democrats don't flip the Senate. And I'm not comfortable with, with a straight-ticket vote as a rule because I think that's a very... Uh, old school outdated mentality and i agree with you that it shows blind allegiance that i don't believe in but i'm afraid that if the presidency is maintained by this administration and the supreme court is has been pla- like put in place by this administration and the republicans who have shown that they will not hold this administration accountable there is no democracy left. Like there is no check. There is nothing that we can do
4: to stop him. Yeah, from- we need checks and balances in order to have democracy actually work.
5: I would say that like, um, straight down down ballot voting for one party is never a great thing. That there should be some inv- individuality in your choices. It's the opposite. But in, of in the same way voting. that like. I usually agree that voting third party is a fine thing, even maybe the best thing to do to try to fix democracy. But uh, this year I'm taking – making an exception of like it – I can't throw away a vote when it's this important on something I know
4: won't happen. Joe Jorgensen is not going to fucking – I don't want her to be president either. In 2016, if there was an option to vote libertarian, I absolutely voted libertarian Right, (laughs) Right. on every single – And I think a lot of us did. I think a lot of us voted differently
5: in 2016, which is why we got Trump. And we kind of like, oh, if there
4: wasn't a Libertarian candidate or any other third-party candidate, I just went with where my heart aligned. Right. I do think though that that is what at least, and I'm not saying
3: that if you have a governor like local, whatever, do whatever you're going to do on a on a governor local uh, election, you're going to have to look into. It's not you're not going to be able to just vote Democrat on that, but. Yeah. I think that like when it comes to the house and the senate we need a congress that can hold the the president and and if in if the democrats end up and if that means the democrats get the senate and the house and Biden ends up winning that's Barack Obama's story Obama came into power with the Democrats in the House and the Senate and lost it in 2010. He lost the House in 10, and then he lost the Senate in 12. He went to a very bad tea party. Right. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Corny. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Um, But but, So I don't know. I I think on a federal level, the safest place – I'm not happy that the stakes are where they're at, but I'm also not willing to give up democracy because some fucking rich guy – or fake rich guy and his family decided to play a game with all of our shit. Well, I, yeah. I, well,
4: I, real quick. Um, if Biden wins and the Senate remains Republican, is much is anything really going to get done? No, <laughs> no, no. But and at least we're not going to run off the rails any further. Maybe. Maybe I can see
5: that I can see the Senate trying to impeach him. We can't <laughs> w- like we have literally gone like a, a decade almost
3: without doing shit. Like, we don't do yeah, shit. We, yeah, we like, still don't
5: have an in- infrastructure bill, right? We've been talking about that since very early on, right? About so, things that like everyone so, should
4: agree that we need. So, at this point, is it scarier to get we need some sort of progression because if you don't progress at all in a decade. Yeah. The world's well, I mean, going to pass really, you by. Yeah. Besides
5: executive order, the only thing Trump's really done that has had Senate approval has been the tax cut, which was passed bipartisanly. And hasn't—I mean, they can say what they want, but like I know for us, it hasn't really helped me at all, at least.
4: You should strongly consider every single Democrat candidate, but you need to check their policy. Yeah. yeah. And if, Although- if their policy's bad— you can guilt free not vote for that Democrat. Yeah, I, I agree with
5: you. And, and there are certain people that like, but I think also in this day and age that most Republicans like at this point, if you're if you're likely to vote for them, like they've pretty much all supported Trump. There's been a few dissenters,
4: but like it states like are not our state. I don't like, I don't have the I don't have the power to vote for AOC because I'm not her constituent. But I wouldn't vote for her. right. Yeah, that that's prime example of what I'm getting at. Right. Oh yeah, and there are plenty of. Democrats that I wouldn't if I was
5: in
3: their stone. like if
4: if they blatantly have bad ideas, don't vote them. No, yeah. I I agree with you. I now I would
3: say too that having a Democratic Senate and House with the presidency is the easiest way, is the quickest like that, way to get a Bernie
4: Sanders. That that's my vision closer to reality. Yeah. I okay. Yeah, yeah. but my my point in a straight ticket being a bad thing is that. It's not always completely uninformed voting, but you can easily vote in a candidate that has terrible policy and just blatantly looks like they don't have any idea what they're doing. Well, straight-ticket
5: voting is much more likely to lead you to not have to pay attention. All you do is you you think about who's the president and, like, oh, I just vote for his party. Right. I I think that's the real inherent danger. It's it's by
3: nature – it, uninformed. It's voting. lazy. Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. here's what I'm saying though. The the way that I'm pitching it is not in a way that it I don't think it's that classical uninformed. Like my reason for pitching it is as an informed person who recognizes that democracy could be lost this, in 2 this weeks. This is a weird moment of history. Like yeah. we might have to do something that we are uncomfortable with. That we you're, might have to go, that we might have to fix in two years. Like we may have to go you're, fix this. You're pitching in two
5: this years. with a giant asterisk, a vote straight party well, and this I'm, time. Well, and
4: and I, I, I can totally see the argument in that you want to vote straight Democrat so we get the correction that is needed. And a lot of people are going to look at it as like, well, that's an overcorrection. But how far are we off the rails that we need right, to correct? Right. Like it, it's far enough that four years worth of voting. Probably needs to be considered. Yeah, we're
5: gonna have to crank that wheel pretty hard to get back on course. And the fact of the matter is that, like,
3: even if it was in actuality, even if it was a overreaction, if that was an or an overcorrection, I don't, I don't necessarily think it is. You can, but but if it was, like, for people that don't like the idea of straight ticket Democratic voting, like, if it was an overcorrection. In two years, you can flip the house the other way, and I'd be the first person to say, when, yeah, and, and "If it's, Biden it's essentially putting
4: the... your hand on the e brake, and then when the Senate comes around, you can straight up pull it." Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
3: Like, and and that's the thing that, like, when Biden becomes, if Biden
4: becomes, I'm, president, almost,
5: I want to see Biden become president more just to see what it does to Brandon on this show. Oh my god, I am I, so I'm, excited! Right, it's I, gonna I, be I have, fun. I have a
4: huge question here. This this is super hypothetical. I'll be like, "Fuck Biden" on election night but, yeah. when he wins, <laughs> like, <laughs> January. 30 right, another but, like fucking <laughs> impeach this guy. But if, if Biden turns out to be a ba- If he wins and he turns out to be a so-so or bad president, what are the odds of the Democratic Party doubling down to the Republicans and saying that they're just going to keep him like the Republicans did with Trump? Oh, I'm sure they I, would. Because yeah. that's what the establishment well, does. Well, it'll be... They'll do like a like if these bad please for the love of god give me faith in yeah. either Here's party. A, I, and see the problem is they are nominate gonna, a new one. They're
5: going to they're going to use whataboutism because they're going to be like, "Yeah, he fucked up once, but what, what about, about this? Yeah. What about that?" And that's the, the danger with Trump in 4 years of Well, um, Trump has set the lowest precedent ever. That you can't do anything worse. He didn't you can't set the bar lower unless you dig a hole and plant it in the ground.
3: I literally I literally had the thought this morning when I was watching people bitch back and forth in comment sections that like I'm pretty sure that Repo- – I, or I think it was Republicans were posting a Hunter Biden story. I don't care. And I like, I was thinking, like, what would make me care? What would make me not vote for Joe Biden? I'm not going to vote for Trump, but what would make me – and I, like, realized this morning he could literally lock babies in cages, and I'm still going <laughs> to no! vote for him because there's because... a fucking yes and on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs>
5: We like, are so through the fuck like oh it's the twilight zone. Yeah, God dude, this
3: is we're not in a good spot. We need to we need to overcorrect. That's a people good people question. That are worried like, about
4: America being non-recognizable. It's already non-recognizable. Yeah, yeah like the, the, like I really do hope our only options are right and left. We have to go back left yeah. in order to get it on the center line again, guys. I I hope Biden had- wins, and
3: I hope that he means what he says about. And again, that's hard for me to say because for a long time, I was really upset with the way that Trump supporters have approached their their guy and the way that Trump has approached governing, and like for a long time i really was spiteful and hateful and just wanted the left to get back at republicans but i feel like we're going to fucking break if we keep doing that so we have we have to fucking unify we have to come to the middle and so i very much hope because i've been predicting doom and gloom between like i'm very i'm still and i said it last time and I, i will probably keep Reiterating it, like the the biggest part of this whole thing that makes me nervous is whatever happens between November third and January twentieth. Like that is the gray area that I'm worried about, and I hope that every prediction that I've made this year about that interim period is fucking wrong, and we can make an entire episode about how it was fucking wrong, and I was just being an alarmist. But like that that
4: is to me, still this very big... The political tension that exists in this country, election night's going to be wild.
3: Yeah, it's going to be... Regardless of
4: who wins, something's going to happen on election night. Something (laughs) is going to happen on election night
5: and maybe the week surrounding. It's that moment when uh, whenever they're about to announce whether they're going to indict a cop who shot an unarmed black man. They yeah. always bring out the fucking all They always declare a national emergency right, right before they, it happens. Yep, they get fucking ready because yeah. they know, like, oh, this shit might not go well. Yeah. It, it, and, but we're going to have, like, fucking seven weeks of that or something or whatever. Like, what? I Month really – that, and
3: that's why I hope, too, that it's a fu- – I hope people are tired of this shit and it's just a landslide. and We don't have to think about this. And I don't I remember – well, how old
5: were you guys in 2000? Were you in middle school about uh, – during the yeah, Bushby like Gore? Yes. Do you remember how comical it was – and it, we weren't even as politicized back then – but how long it took that you would come in every day from school – and you would like in history yeah, class be talking won. about the fact that there were recounts, and th- he was asking yeah. for a recount. Yeah. He was debating it. His brother was the head of the sta- the state that was recounting it. Yeah, I don't feel like this is going to go better. Yeah, that was, was before nine eleven. I was in sixth grade. That was before nine eleven.
4: All of my, Jesus. the only thing that my history teacher could talk about at the time was who, like, what was going on with the election, on the recount status, or who said what about it. And you realize, like, back then their policy difference was about, like,
5: what percentage they were going to tax corporations, not whether they were going to tax them. I very much hope
3: that uh, three months from now, especially when, like, when analyzing whatever the fuck is going to happen in, like, that Q part of the Republican Party, uh, I hope that I'm just like, man— I'm so glad they were pussies and they really didn't want a war, <laughs> like
5: because like well I don't know, I don't you, know. the like, one thing Trump has done is it's made a lot of liberals I know buy firearms. So I don't think a civil war is going to play out as well today as they imagined it would have in the last like I don't think it ever was twenty going years to because
3: I think that that is I think that's always been a farce that Republicans and conservatives have told themselves and that the NRA has fed them is that like we like guns and the other side
4: doesn't.
5: The other side has guns, well, too. Well, also, at, how many of us live with so someone who is uh, on the Backtrack political... to
4: Missouri before Trump. There was still a lot of Democrats in, in the state. Mm-hmm. There, the governor was Democrat. Right. And he was for the NRA. Yeah. That's what happens right. in middle America. Yeah. Well, I personally know most of the people
5: I know who own guns are Republicans, and they're members of my family or they're close friends. And they're like, if a civil war broke out, I don't think they'd start shooting me. I right. think they'd probably protect me with their weapons. <laughs> right. Like I don't think it's gonna go quite the way they think, where we're gonna ni- like s- evenly split off in states, like mm-hmm. north versus south. Like, no, but I do think though that QAnon
4: types are think determined the ex- to make the extremes would be the only ones that would take up arms against each other.
3: Well, and that's that's the storm, the inevitable storm, right? Like <laughs> it's coming, Brandon. Well, they're gonna make it. Is- from- was QAnon
5: right? It's weird. Self fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is.
3: Um, until next time, follow the show uh, on Twitter and Facebook at TDAP. That was a weird segment. Uh, <laughs> that was no or, uh, a weird segue. Yeah. Uh, at TDAP Dark. Um, and follow, subscribe, share, like, all Review. this good stuff. Yeah, episodes are coming out about weekly. Um and yeah, counting I, down to the storm. It's yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I like I don't know exactly. I know we'll all be together on election night. We'll see exactly how that goes. But we're gonna be huddling in a bunker. Oh, Wait, what, what comes of that? I don't know if we'll i feel like something will get recorded on election night um but i don't know if it I, may just be two hours of screaming i don't know <laughs> that it that we'll even have enough for an episode by the end of fucking election night because i don't know it, that we'll know anything but either way we've got a debate before that or, or allegedly we'll see what happens in the next couple of days <laughs> got a debate to cover uh, biden gets COVID next <laughs> <laughs> here's your
5: alternative fact of the week thanks if he does i'm fucking a, i'm a wizard
0: I'm about having you safe. I'm about having your suburban communities. I I don't want to build low-income housing next to your house, okay, if that's okay. But suburban women, they should like me more than anybody here tonight. Because I ended the regulation that destroyed your neighborhood. I ended the regulation that brought crime to the suburbs. And you're going to live the American dream, and that's what you're going to do. So can I ask you to do me a favor? suburban
5: women will you please like me the devil's advocate podcast is a Feverheart production it is hosted by brandon condit and co-hosted by franklin everhart and
4: jim hellman if you like the show be sure to subscribe and leave a review